May 5th will be the U.S. premiere of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So Adan and I will review Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, as you can see on the shirt. I'm wearing some of the paraphernalia. And Adan looks like dirty Lex Luthor. Tomatoes, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was rated 85% from the critics and 87% by the audience. I am Groot. Welcome back to the Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Where we try to give you a review at least once a week. Spoilers. I just finished rewatching it today. I think since it's been released in 2017, which is about four years ago now, this is only the third time I've watched it. I thought the first one was better than this one. After seeing it again, I find it this one better than the original. Is it, it's going to be a little bit controversial, but I'm going to have to agree on this. I do agree. Like in the when it first came out, I liked it, but I thought the original was better. And and they both have really good moments. But rewatching this one definitely kind of feels more like it more entertaining, is what I should it, say. Well, it felt more grounded. Like in the first movie, you had the introduction of the characters, them becoming a team, them becoming a family. Yeah. Here now, they're a family. They're already established. They've been on a few adventures together. And now we're seeing more of a backstory of Star-Lord and of Yondu. You're seeing how their relationship gets closer and tighter and better. You're seeing a little bit more of the dysfunction of the the family aspect and the and also the emotional building. There's one thing to like say you're a family at the end of a uh, of a story, but it's another thing to expand on like the the emotional bonds of the family. No, you're right. Like you know, but then you see like talking about Yandu. You again, you go back to his see of his story, and then what he's dealing with the mutiny that entails because how his subordinates, if you will. They found him weak because he took on a Terran. He took on Peter Quill. And he always he protected him. him over. He protected him, yes. He sacrificed his family in order to have this family, if that makes any sense, like with the, with the kid. It's kind of like a Mandalorian in a way. In, in that aspect, yeah. But his original family, he was sacrificed because he was doing jobs on the side and trafficking kids and he shouldn't have. No, right. No, no, that's true. But what I'm saying is that, like, Peter Quill was the last one, like, he, because he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. He didn't know at the time, right? Then he finds out. And then we find more in detail what happened from certain aspects or certain plot points in the first one gets expanded here, especially at the end when Yandu and his right hand man discuss, like, the guys will be really pissed that you haven't handed them over yet. And then he goes in more detail. Yeah. Now, Ego, now they're in the in the Marvel comic books, ego does exist, but and he's a planet where here he's he's a human person. Uh, no, he's still a planet. True, but his avatar, if you will, is human. True, and like where in the comic it, he doesn't choose a human avatar; he, his face is a planet. Uh, it right. appears on the planet. Correct, and we see that here in like in the final battle scene. But this version of ego reminded me of. The Beyonder, the style, line. like how the Beyonder in Secret Wars two, that comic book line mm -hmm. or story arc, that Beyonder wanted to know what was how. Oh, sorry, um, was it Star Secret Wars two? Yeah, Secret Wars was it? Yeah, Secret Wars where he becomes 
he comes to Earth, and he tries to find out how it is to be human. Yeah. In the storyline, he misses it. He becomes, he takes away his powers. Like, or he puts his powers stored somewhere to get later, because he then realizes, like, what pain is, what suffering is, what love is, and all that good stuff, what humans feel, non-superpower humans anyway, mm-hmm. what they feel. He gets a little closer, and then he loses out. But heroes like that, too, where he wanted to know ego, wanted to know how it was to be human, to love. I guess not to, well, maybe suffer, but suffer in a way like he didn't know his purpose. He was trying to find his purpose. Yeah, where ego is trying to find meaning. Right. And then he also reminded me of Invincible's father. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Omni-Man. Yes, where he was spreading his seed. Mm -hmm. So for those who haven't read the comic book of Invincible and just watching the television series cartoon was, um, oops, sorry, that was a big spoiler. But yes, Omni-Man, he spreads his seeds all around just to... I mean, they, they literally say that's his, uh, the species, that's what they do. I think they, he mentions it on like the second or third episode to the end when right. he's facing No, but what, I'm talking about like, but what I'm saying like, is the similarity there. The yeah, parallels. yeah. Where ego is doing it just to be for selfish reasons in a way that he can exist. Yeah, he needs a, and he, he needs he an can, extra boost of power. Correct. Yeah, the actions here are a lot better for me. Like, like Galaxy was good. The first one was good, but... Again, it was somewhat generic. Again, like Avengers, like, but like on another Condensed. level, right? Where here, again, like I said, it's established. But they do have an Avengers nod to it when the the Guardians get together and the camera spins around them. Yeah, that's a nod to the Avengers scene where they get together in New York and the camera spins around them. And you see Iron Man floats, what have you, and then and lands and Rocket Raccoon's doing the same thing. So it has that same nod. Now, you said you think this is a better film, but you heard my explanation, but what about you? What was your, what, why you felt it better? In regards to it being better, the entertainment value was a little bit more there for me. I enjoyed, the, and not to take away from the first one, here it's more in the line of I'm able to, it feels fresher. Even though I'm rewatching it probably just as many times as I watched the first one. For some reason, this one just feels fresher. I love Baby Groot. But just real quick, I want to uh, remember when we reviewed Mario Brothers that you said that the end song where Mario and Luigi are on... The first movie of Guardians. Right, but it's actually this one. Really? Yeah, it's when Baby Groot is dancing in the beginning. It's the same song. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, so just quick yeah. correction there. Speaking okay. of which, that... Op- um, not the opening scene with Kurt Russell, but the uh, the part opening to the Guardians, where they find the celestial uh, the the whatever monster it is. Oh, is it the same one from What If? Oh, you're talking about with uh, T'Challa. T'Challa, where he's uh, he becomes Star Lord. No, I'm talking about the one where Captain Carter fights off. Oh no 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 no! No, that's not the same one. Okay. What you're thinking of with Captain Carter is the same creature from Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness that. Oh, okay. They threw a bus at. Right. I, I love that scene. It was a fantastic, fun scene. Going into the action is very entertaining. I loved all the scenes with Rocket. Uh, I think he had arguably some of the most character growth. Even though Star-Lord had character growth, it's like Rocket, you could tell it was going down a spiral and then coming back up. The gold people. forget what you call them. 
No idea. They're awesome I, I, in a fun way I'm, for me. They're doing drones. They're flying drones. Yes, they're flying drones. And they're but it's like an arcade. Right. Yes. Oh, and then you had the the sound effects from arcades. Exactly. Exactly. And like, it's like the same mentality. Like, Everybody's like, yeah. "You got this. You got this." And then as soon as they got, one guy loses, they're like, "Oh, you suck." The and last they, guy too. <laughs> the last guy. The best. The best they had. And he was like, and th- those are all fun things that like the scene where rocket takes on the uh, ravagers by himself. It, all my favorite scenes yes. were with rocket, to be honest. Uh, the one down thing I did not like as much Drax seemed to be dumbed down even more than in the first movie. Yes. They made like him more it. of a comic relief here than he was in the first one. He was already pretty funny. Right. But I like this one because it was more direct. They made it they made him He seemed more relaxed. Family. True. Well, of course he's like family. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to put up a front like he had to in the first one. Exactly. Which uh, you know, when you think of it that way, it makes more sense mm-hmm. uh, for him. But I'm like, mm-hmm. Drax shouldn't be as dumb. I feel like he should have a little bit more intelligence, but well, I didn't think he was dumb. I just think he was just being matter of fact. Mm. You know, it's, it's like that 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 people like sometimes they talk without having that censor. You know, like some things you should should not say, but you say. I guess, yeah. And I think that he was attracted to Mantis, but he he loved and honors his wife so much that he'll say the opposite, so he does not dishonor his wife. Probably, probably. Because, you know, at the end, he says, "You're beautiful on the inside," but I think he thinks i mean we even see that their relationship gets even closer in that christmas special true that Maybe leads that into another happened. thing i was gonna say though uh watching the first one watching this one and the christmas special guardians of the galaxy is a nicer version of fast and furious tell me i'm wrong oh it's better it's a lot better than and it, it takes they only it look it, but is it, it not fast and furious oh it most definitely is it's about family <laughs> It's a, a group of people, a group of criminals that get together. They start off uh, somewhat normal for what normal is. And as the, as the story progresses, they get more and more ridiculous and fight more and more ridiculous things, but always empowered by the fact that they have a family bond. And their family grows in every single ep- uh, part, uh, iteration that you see. No, you're, you're totally right. But the thing is, they, they got it done in two movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. For Fast and Furious, it takes 10 and counting, <laughs> I didn't notice the owner or the creator of uh, Troma Studios, Troma Films. I didn't notice him this time. He didn't stand out. I'm not sure if he made a cameo or not. I mean, they had a lot of, uh, like, I don't remember their names, but I can recognize some other celebrities. Oh, Sylvester Stallone, Michelle Yell, Ving Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Also in the crew of the Ravagers, there were some other people there. Oh, the guy from uh, Game of Thrones and the guy with the scars. He died quick. Oh, he might have been in Game of Thrones, but I think he's from Sons of Anarchy. Braveheart, excuse me. He was also in Woo Warriors. Yes, he was. Tommy Flanagan. And also, you have some here, like, since or when James Gunn got let go from Disney on that woke moment, that Me Too uh, moment, and he did Suicide Squad, he created a new team, and you have here the guy who plays uh, Economos, he's in this as well. He has, he's the one with the- Yes, that's the one I recognized. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, snap. So you see that he, he, when he- James Gunn likes you. He'll reuse you. You're going to work. Exactly. Did you see Howard the Duck? Oh, yeah. I I I love Howard the Duck. But you forgot? (laughs) 
I forgot he was in that scene. Oh, yeah. No, he's there. Yeah. I mean, it was a short one, too, as well. Yeah, it was all in cameos for Howard, but still, it's Howard. Come on. It's a closet niche that only me and a few other people would be like, he's here. <laughs> right. And looking over the credits and cast, I didn't know Rob Zombie was in it. How much do you want to bet? He was a Ravager. He was. But his voice, I don't think you saw him. I think you just heard him. Like, oh. Like one of the the people like yelling and all that stuff uh, they had better running jokes i think taser face mm-hmm. it's not ripe yet but you recognize somebody you didn't recognize before well taser face was that rob zombie no no chris sullivan chris sullivan is in this show called this is us and he's a you know a gentleman that's in love with um, or i guess in a relationship with kate pearson who's a heavy set woman character of that show okay he's toby damon and i didn't recognize him and it's that's awesome i'm so glad he's in that because i that's i only know him from this is us not that i watched it kim did and i'll walk by the room and i'll see it but i never watched it but it's kind of cool i like he has a good presence i also now, like the growth of uh nebula well i mean this is like okay so what we had in the first one was a band of bandits if you will come together form a family like you said, a band of misfits. Mm-hmm. They all have pretty much not not have a family. They're alone. They're solo. And they come together, form this bond. Again, like I said, form a family. And then in this one, you have where, like where Star-Lord, like he forgets what he has already established. He has a family. But he goes to, right away, to someone that is a family, that is of blood. Kind of like how an adoptive child is when even though they've been raised with love and care throughout their lives they get a a whiff of their natural born parents they pretty much almost immediately forget what made them who they are to someone that barely knows them just because they gave them life Mm -hmm. you see that here where he's sort of is running to ego his father to fill in the void that he had to answer some questions but then he's hurting his family even though they're not blood. Now, we've said it before. Family is not always blood. Family is the bonds you make that can be thicker than blood. Like you said, he thought by going back to Ego, at first he was hesitant, but when he realized that Ego is his actual father, he thought that could fill in the bond uh, or the gap that he had had missing. Was he hesitant? He seemed pretty right away. No, no, that was Gamora that talked him into it, remember? They're in the forest. Ego first showed up. He's like, I don't buy it. Oh, like, that's yeah. true. That's true. But then she was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Once he was on the planet, he was like, I'm hooked. And then. Right. And then she was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I find this better than the first one. And there's some great scenes. Again, the, the one with the arrow. Fun. That, that's such a cool tool. And it's just like, I don't know. Like if, if we could have that for real, that would be so awesome. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. The control, the control with, your, with your song, if you will. Because he was whistling. It was a song he was doing pretty much. It may not be of cadence like that, but he was... To to quote Yondu, you think I control that arrow with my whistle, boy? Control it with my heart. I mean, that was a great... I mean, every time... I think that's just a great tool. That's a great way to take out your your enemies. Also, the scene where him and Raccoon are trying to communicate with Groot of what to get. And Groot is always coming up with something else. He was like, no, that's my underwear. He's like, ew. Please tell me you have a fridge full of, like, severed human parts. He's like, we don't. <laughs> oh, was it the thumb? I don't think he answered. I thought that was a toe. I thought that was a thumb. No, he, 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 he answered. He's like, and he goes, 
let's agree not to talk about this again. It did have, between the two movies, one of the most emotional scenes oh, between the two. Me, that's why I like it, because I could relate. My stepfather, your father, he's my dad. Yeah. He's your father and your dad, but he's my dad. Yes. Since our mom remarried. Everyone could be a father, but not everyone could be a dad. Exactly. So that hits me every time. So yeah, that got to me too. And then also before that was, I am Mary Poppins, y'all. Like he has no idea. He has no idea. Mary Poppins, y'all. Since Peter thought it was cool, he thought it was cool. Well, since he thought Peter thought it was cool. (laughs) Well, no, Peter said it was cool. No, well, that's right. Because he goes, uh, Peter says it. And then he asks Peter, is it cool? And he hesitates. He goes, yeah. I guess he. Pause because is he cool? Because he was like, yeah, it's not a he. It's, you know that part. That I guess that part he hesitated with, and he didn't want to correct. He just like let it go. That bond you can see is you can totally see his father and son, mm-hmm. or dad and son. And so yeah, that that gets to me every time. Also, kind of remind me of Green Lantern. Also, when Peter realizes how to manifest his powers, and he's fighting. Um, ego. Are you talking about the Ryan Reynolds Green Lanterns or just Green Lanterns in general? I'm talking about Green Lantern in general, like how they manifest oh. the powers. And he's, the powers he's, manifest. And he's uh, making constructs. Right, because he says, I can only make a ball, because that's what he thought of. Mm-hmm. And Green Lantern powers, as well as that, they just, the same thing. What they think of, they can manifest. And But at the same time, when, they're, when he's finding ego, and they form uh, rock formations, and he thinks of Pac-Man. So it's just kind of like Green Lantern would think of something like something similar to counter whatever he's facing. So that's that's where I'm getting the Green Lantern reference from. Not saying that it's true or not, but I'm just, um, I can see that. And then you have the thing with Nebula, right? Breaking out of her skin, breaking, letting go of her hate. Well, all she really wanted, like she said, all she wanted was a sister, and the only way she felt like she could get that was really to. Finally, beat Gamora. She technically had Gamora at the end. Gamora was passing out. She had a knife on her. She could have took the win, uh, like just ended her. But no, she she said, "I won." Gamora said, "No, you didn't. I saved your life." But she did. Gamora's not wrong. She did save her life. She she put her out. She took her out of the wreckage. Yes, but the fight didn't up. stop, and she continued. But the point is, in Nebula's mind, I'm saying in Nebula's eyes, she right. had the last. It's just like how our cousin used to say, like, I retire a champion. Yeah, after winning one from losing, after losing 30. Exactly. You got that final win, you still win. Oh, I get it, but it's just like, they're both right in True. that situation. Because if Gamora didn't save her, Nebula wouldn't have won. Yeah. And like Gamora's like, like, are you kidding me? It's like, really? It's like, you almost just died. We almost just died, but you want to still fight? But again, it's just like, but no, I mean, again, everything here had a great arc for you. Almost every character. Who did it? No, Groot. Huh? Groot didn't have a arc. Did he? I mean, he's a babe. <laughs> well, I'm saying, you know, it's like he's a, he's still learning. But everyone else pretty much had a an arc. Gamora did Gamora have an arc? Arguably with her sister. It's Nebula because Gamora like already like loved her. She still loved her. She didn't want to fight. Yeah, I mean, Gamora really didn't grow that much. Like uh, clearly, she still had feelings with Peter, and they hinted at, uh, um, they alluded to that. It's what that it. Turns into that unrequited love. But that's not really an arc. I'm not disagreeing on that. I'm oh, saying okay. that like that's the really the gist of what happened. I mean, you saw more emotion out of her when she was trying to talk Peter into going to see her fa- his father, and that's her being emotional. But then after that, it was like you know I don't trust this planet. Da da da. You know n- nothing really. They did dance, but 
That was it. Right. But like the characters who grew in this was Peter, mm -hmm. Rocket, mm -hmm. I believe Drax. Yeah. Well, Yondu. you saw you saw the behind the veil of Drax. Right. Yandu. Definitely. Matt Mantis. I would say for what she dealt with and stuff like that, she like she was serving ego and then she stopped being so subservient adherent yeah or adherent to him like she would be able to she found what was like more important than to serve him was to save the galaxy if you will Bracklin, he grew as well mm -hmm. i mean he was always loyal pretty much to yandu but then he saw like he he grew as an individual character but also as a group you have the Ravengers. Well, they didn't grow. It's not necessary that they just introduced them. It wasn't like they no, grew. But, but true. But they think it's like, remember, they like they said, you're never going get to get the funeral you deserve for what yeah. you did. Mm -hmm. But what did they do? They gave him the funeral that he deserved. They found out what he did and what he did to sacrifice to save. They honored him. And which is kind of cool because I would love to see those guys back again and Volume three, if not a spinoff. I want to say there was talks, but I don't believe anything happened. And here we had the second coming, if you will, of Adam Warlock. Or yeah. Twice, twice mentioned, if you will. Because again, in the first film, in the collector's chambers, you have a Eclipse. cocoon of Adam Warlock. Yes. Cocoon of Adam Warlock. Here you have that coffin, if you will, of Adam Warlock. Mm -hmm. I think he was in there metamorphosing. And uh, did anyone touch on? The most powerful tool they had, the Walkman. Because I forgot about the Zune. I forgot about the Zune. That's what I was going to say. They killed off the Walkman, the one that was indestructible in the first movie. Right. Uh, they finally killed it off and they brought in a Zune, which, mind you, I used to like a Zune over iPod, uh, uh, like iPod when it first came out because I was never an Apple fan. And I was like, I had a Zune. Ma had a Zune. And then that lasted, oh, what? A year, maybe two years. Yeah, yeah, but then she resurrected. She tried to. She she used it longer than I did. Okay. Well, I'm just saying here also like relics. The Walkman is a relic. It's no longer used. Some people still use the Walkman. They have tapes, what have you. Yeah. They probably still do it. There's probably a handful of people there, and there's probably a handful of people today still using the Zoom. Mm -hmm. Zoom was claimed to be the iPod, um, the iPod killer. Now I remember. I Mom had one, I had one. She messed up hers and gave her mine. That's how come I didn't have it as long. But I digress. <laughs> but the thing is, you don't, we don't need it now due to what we can do with our phones and all that stuff. But yeah. Exactly. And that's why I, like, I was okay with it. But no, I just find that funny that the stuff that he gets, even though it's new to him, is like non-existent for us now. Oh, yeah. And what's good now, he can always charge it. That will definitely never go out of power. If the Walkman can never go out of power... That he had for like 20 years or so. They clearly had a way to, uh, to copy the music. Because when the, the whole Yondu taking over the ship, taking it back, Rocket goes, do you have any clones of Quill's right. music? They didn't have his cassettes. So right. that music had to be stored some way. Are you talking about the walk reference to the Walkman? Yeah, Well, yeah, I'm referencing the Walkman. Because that was before the Zune even showed up. And, no, and, true. But I'm just saying, like, but he had the Walkman. And the Walkman... Always had juice. I mean, there's some true, absolutely. Mind, either the best ever ready or Everlast or whatever door cell batteries they had. It was like they the, don't make the door cell like they used to. <laughs> was it Energizer? It was the or bunny. Energizer. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. That also, the, I think it had three end credits or four. There was one with uh, Stan Lee. Yes, that was the final one. Yeah, when the watchers are walking away. There was the one with uh, 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 James Gunn's brother whistling. Right, and then there was the Ravagers. Correct, but wasn't it? 
Wasn't it Howard a duck too? I don't remember that. Or Adam Warlock? Yes, there was the Adam Warlock one. Right. So they have four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. This is one that had a lot of end credits. So I was watching it because on Disney Plus, you can skip the credits and it'll go right to the end credit scenes. Yeah. Whatever they have. Even if you watch the credits, you'll get like little flips and moments that pop up like... Right, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't David Hasselhoff in one of them? Well, that one skipped, but David Hasselhoff was singing. Yes, that was the song, and they made a music oh. video with that too. I remember. And they have ego looks like him, or transforms into him. Yes, I don't remember. There's a if he was maybe on the the frame was like one on the credits was it a frame that he was singing? I think so because like it, they they even had like Cosmo the dog. Yes, and uh, some other uh, characters coming. Now the de aging, amazing. Amazing. Oh, Kurt Russell de aging. Oh my God, so good. Yeah, it was so, actually was pretty like, good. I mean, granted, they have so much footage of him, you know, like Escape Up New York, mm-hmm. Trouble Little China, Tango and Cash, blah 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 blah. The list goes on and on and on and on. So they have the resources to use. To and they did buy a lot of the Fox properties, so those were right. all like Fox stuff. They didn't own it then. No, but they bought a lot of stuff from the background. Right, but Kurt Russell did a lot of Disney films too. Oh yeah, absolutely. As a kid. I think those were uh, his first films, right? Regardless, there's a lot of footage of him to use to help get that that look of him True. being young. Oh, did you notice the grandfather? I missed that part. Peter Quill's grandfather? Uh, the beginning, I was not paying attention as much as I yeah. should have. But it's not in the beginning. It's, it's at the end when the planet is starting to take over in that town. Oh, no. I didn't look for that. There's a car like hedged up on that blob thing, and it's the grandfather. So you think he's going to be in the third one? He may. I don't know. But that, that's why I was like, oh, there he is again. There's, there's Grandpa. Right Still there. kicking. He almost not. He almost, he almost kicked the bucket on that one. But anyway, worth the watch. I agree. Uh, no, I'm asking you. Oh, well, I'm saying yes. I, are you saying no? No. I was, I was asking you a question. Is, is it worth the watch? I say yes. Worth the price of admission? I would say yes. Okay, so to go back to that. In the first one, the actions was action scenes in the first one, yes, very good, but also very Marvel-esque, if you will. Here, you felt there was more at stake. This is how I felt in this one. And this one felt a little more personal, felt there was more at stake. I would say it, have- it felt more personal by the end fight for me. Fights prior to that, I didn't feel more at stake. But uh, like the, with when he's fighting ego, well, that's what I'm saying. Like the yeah. gag, because he's because tr- they're actually trying to save the galaxy really here. Right? Because in the first one, in the, well, the first one saving the galaxy in the first one. Yes, but it was more in the sense of one planet at a time. Correct. Okay, gotcha. Correct. If Ronan took that one planet, it was kind of be like a domino effect of other planets to follow. Mm-hmm. Where here it was simultaneously. Yeah. Because other planets were being um, encompassed by the, the blob thing, his essence, if you will. Exactly. It was more at stake, right? And then you have all the Guardians also almost like dying right there because he's, he's covering them. He's suffocating them. He's drowning them through the gravel. Yeah, the like uh, Groot literally holding up Mantis as, as the ground's swallowing no, no, him up. No, Drax. Drax. My bad. He said Groot. Drax holding up Mantis. As the round is swallowing him up from the, the feet up and covering his head and head. From the feet up? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he was standing on the ground and like oh, he okay. was lifting her up. He was like, right. But did you notice Groot was crying? Yeah, I can see that. No, you didn't notice it then. If you, no, if I didn't. If you can see that, you didn't notice it. No, because when he was about to get swallowed up, 
a tear was coming down. Uh, so it shows like how scared he was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's like, I got me there too. I was like, holy shit, because you know, he's a kid. So you can see, I was like, wow. But yeah, so that's why I felt this was more dire because again, the whole universe, galaxy, we're going to fall under ego. Yeah. You know, and it was both, you know, they're both like in um, we're gonna go political Star Wars, but also fascism in a sense of control, domination and control by one party. Oh, they were going to be like tyrannical or dictatorship. Well, well that would have been Ronan and Thanos in the first one. Here was just like, he was just taking over, almost like how Thanos was going to be. It was like, take half the population, right? To I thought Ronan slave. was more of a fascist. I'm not, I'm, oh no, I said tyrannical or dictatorship. And he said that it would have been more Ronan. But no, but but it's, it falls in the same line. Dictatorship and all this stuff is like falls under fascism, falls under communism. Yeah, sure. You could say socialism, depending on what type. There's many. There's many factions of socialism. Okay. But the most known ty tyrannical one, or the evil's version, if that's a thing, is communism, fascism. But you can see that here falls under dictatorship and all this stuff too. That was. That, that's the blanket. All right, we're going to we're going somewhere now sideways. But and as a subject yeah. that I expert at, yes, this is worth the watch. It's worth the price of admission. I do find this better. I do agree with the ratings. I'll probably give it more of like a ninety mm -hmm. for this film in the sense of how it relates to me more. How better story development or character development is in here than the first one. I would I, say like I gave it a high score for. Uh, the first volume so this one's just gonna inch up above it because i remember i gave it like what 91 or something like that in the first one well, volume one wow well, it, it's higher 92 <laughs> percent was for the first one and i find this better than that the funny thing is that does the movie hold up over time or some some movies get better the more you watch it or the later in life that you are and i've seen that where i've, I've watched some films where the first time i see it I it's dog garbage, and then as time goes by, I rewatch it for whatever godly reason, and I'm like, I don't know why I hated it the first time, but I love it this time. And I feel like that was the experience I had here, where I didn't hate the first time I watched it, but I didn't like it as much as I did the first one the first time I watched it. Right. This time, my opinions just like taste change. Right, the first one was like a little more faster pace. Yes, this one's a little bit slowed down. Right. But it was good in the sense it was properly slowed down, again, to for story and character development. So, and I guess that's what we didn't like it the first time or didn't appreciate it as much the first time. Perhaps yes. Had the first time. I remember complaining about how slow it was. But looking at it again, you're like, oh, okay, this is why it's slow. It's like, again, trying to explain certain things. Uh, seeing the characters different because again we have new characters here too so we have ego who's new we have mm -hmm. mantis who is new we have also taser face taser face or the the mutiny that happened there mm -hmm. as well as the, the ravagers so we have like th three new characters and another side story happening while this is happening or sort of ego is happening or reunion of father and son but again it works for me I, and i'm going to stay holding true that this is better than the first one so knowing this pacing are you optimistic that the third one will be better than the second one? i have no idea uh i'm going to think no but that's just so i can be optimistic well the thing is 
for me, it's been a while. This came out in 2017. The new one will be out 2023. So that's six years later. Even though this has been a James Gunn production, you may think that, I mean, I don't know how he is. I don't know him personally. So, but you may have a sour taste in his mouth from what Disney has done in the sense of responding to his past old ass tweets. And they weren't really that bad to begin with, but they just didn't want the heat from their demographic. But his tweets were just like, when I read them, I thought they were, I just took them as jokes. It took nothing as, nothing more than that. I mean, just by personal opinion, if, if you really thought that, you know, he had a bad taste in his mouth, why come back to work with him? Sometimes you do in a way of, if you have a, a vision and you want to see a com- in, in completion, right? Go do it. And also, like, there probably was no guarantee that a third one would be made if he wasn't on board because all the actors and I think some of the production companies, like, like, if James is not doing it, we're not doing it. It's true. So they were they were boycotting their own franchise. That's the thing. That's and that's another reason why he came back because of the support he had. I can see that. Yeah. And, uh, that's why. They, oh, that's why they hired him back. Excuse me. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm interested to see. I'm I'm going to watch it. I'm going Thursday night, the day before the the national premiere. Now, is it going to be good as as these two? I don't know. Just to say, it probably won't. It probably will. It's most likely, it'll probably be okay. And then, as time goes on, as our lives, like you said, get we get older, we'll probably have better on a second or third or fourth viewing. Exactly. We watch it again and be like, "This is old. I don't know why I didn't think of it before." Well, yeah, because again, like a lot of movies. Like some movies will never get better. Yes. Regardless how many times you see it, how, where you're at in your life, what have you. But this could be one because we probably, some things will be said or done that will go over our head. And then we see it again. Like, oh, it's like Blade Runner or The Matrix or Star Wars or Rocky. I mean, all of that stuff. Like, Again, you see as more and more time along, something else opens up. Again, it's a reflection of what we're at at that moment. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm excited to see. I'm going to say what James Gunn and his team brings here. Yeah. Oh, um, this one real quick thing. It, it, when Yondu and Rocket were jumping distances, whatever they were doing, and yeah. their faces were all stretching out, I'm sorry, but Raccoon reminded me of the squirrel from Ice Age. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that was a that was a hilarious moment and scene because like it was starting to happen, and then he explains like we're going to do seven hundred jumps, right. and then they pass Dan Lee, and he's talking about his time. He was a postman. Uh, um, I'm looking for Tony Stank. It was either that or Mr. Fantastic or, or the Fantastic Four. No, he just mentioned no, he was a postman, but he was a postman. No, he was FedEx. FedEx. It was FedEx. Then yeah, then yeah. that was Iron Man. Yeah, that's from Civil War. But they were saying that he's also a watcher. Yeah, that he's like a different one. Like he was able to be among the among the humans to blend in, mm-hmm. right? To see at firsthand. So they were just recapping. Yeah, that's a fan theory. That's like a theory. I mean, it'd be a great way like to introduce Uatu the Watcher, since. Sadly enough, we don't have Stan Lee anymore. Watu can step in in his place. Maybe. Maybe. All right, guys. That is our marvelous review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. If you have a movie or show for us to review, please email us at tellsthetwobros at gmail.com or leave a comment below. Do you find that Volume 2 is better than Volume 1 or vice versa? Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. Madan. Love you, bro. Love you, too. I am Groot.